Hey friends, I'm Rebecca, and let's have tea. This podcast is all about slowing down in life, taking time to stop and smell the flowers, and to sip on some good sweet tea. My favorite is hot tea. But whatever you choose, grab you a glass, sit down, and join me. Let's stop for a few minutes, enjoy the moment, notice our surroundings, and refocus. We may talk about life in general, what's going on around us, encouraging others, and I will always have a scripture to share. Come on, y'all. Let's have tea. Hey, friends. Welcome to Let's Have Tea. I'm your host, Rebecca R. Moran, and we're going to be continuing celebrating Mother's Day today. I hope that you all had a blessed day yesterday, and we were able to finally have church outside. I'm in Louisiana, and it was was a great day. We stayed a a lot longer than normal, but we've been out of church for eight weeks of the corporate worship, so we enjoyed every minute of it. I, I shared a little bit of a message yesterday with the women. Um, I shared a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. It said, a woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong it is until it's in water. Did you realize that a tea bag is actually useless until it's placed in hot water? Think about it. A box of tea bags in the pantry is just some tea bags that are in the box in the pantry. But once you put that tea bag in hot water, It becomes exactly what it was made to do. Um, We're we're told in 1 Peter that that trouble is going to come. We're going to face difficulties. We're going to have struggles. We're going to go through trials and, and whatever. But we don't have to go through them alone. Alone. And as a as a mother. It's raising raising our children, and um, and then when they hit the teenage years or preteen years, you know we 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 start having some 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 problems, uh, just hormonal changes, and you know we're just the awfulest mother ever, and you know that's sometimes that's hard to hear, and. But the Lord said, you know, if we will just trust in Him, He will take us through whatever it is that we face. So, I just want to share with you that to be that mother like no other, we have to allow the Lord to be a huge part of our life. I mean, the the majority of our life. Not just when we have those difficulties, but when we are having the best times of our life, you know, the, the, the kids are acting good and, you know, life is great. They did good on their report cards. You know, they, they didn't complain about having to go to church. You know, we should, we still need to open that door, open that line of communication and let, and let God in and let him lead God and direct us because if we will pay attention and if we will open our eyes and open our hearts our, our spiritual 
ears, our spiritual eyes, he will, because he knows what's ahead, but he will start sending us, um, we'll just have that gut feeling, you know, that, that mother's instinct. Oh, I need to, I need to keep my eyes open because I don't know. I just have this feeling that so-and-so is something, something's brewing. If he, he's gonna let us, he's gonna give us a, a heads up and He's going to take us through that that difficulty that we're facing. If if report cards come along and and all of a sudden now the child the the kid has has a bad grade and now it's getting close to the end of the school year and and they don't even know if they're going to be able to to pass the class. You know, just things like that that that's could be devastating to a child to you know the friends to go on to the next to the next class and. They have to stay back, a, a, you know, a whole school year. So if we will just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, He will lead God and direct us through the most difficult things that we could go through. I talked about um, our son is he'll be 28 this fall and him and his wife they'll be married six years in a couple of weeks and their first four years of marriage they walk through infertility and it's not something that tj and amber did alone because it affected me my husband amber's mom amber's dad passed away um i don't know eight or ten years ago but it affected us, and we pressed in. I mean, I've, I prayed, because see, when you see your children hurting, when Amber would come to me crying, Miss Becky, why can't I have a baby? I'm doing everything right. We're married. We're good people. We, we love children. We want a whole bunch of children. But doctors had told her that chances were she would never get pregnant. And that just, I kept referencing yesterday back to that tea bag. You know, we don't know how strong we are until, until we're in hot water. And, and to me, that means difficulties, trials, struggles. And I had to stay focused on what God's Word said regarding our children, regarding our grandchildren. And I would tell Amber, Amber, we just have to keep trusting God. We just have to keep trusting God. And our son, he stands about 6'2", 6'3", and... 200 pounds, you know, he's, he's just a, he's just a big guy. And, you know, to see him broken because he, he wanted a child so bad that just fired my, my tea kettle up, so to speak. And, and it made me stronger in my prayer life. Uh, I, I was stronger being, uh, um, digging deeper 
into what scripture says. Uh, I talked yesterday, I talked about some uh, women of the Bible. Sarah, she was the mother who waited. She was 90 or 91 when she had her first child. Rebecca, Rebecca had to believe God for a child. So did Rachel. Hannah, we all can recite 1 Samuel one twenty seven. For this child I have prayed. That's Hannah. Hannah had prayed and prayed and prayed for a child. And God, God answered her. Elizabeth, she was the mother that believed in miracles. And then I talked about the Shumanite woman. She was persistent. She was persistent. She struggled um, getting pregnant. And then the prophet Eli said, to make a long story short, the, the prophet Eli said, well, what can I do for you? And she said, it's, it's good. It's just me and my husband. And he said, well, you know, there's no children. And I, the Lord spoke, you know, to Eli and said, um, this time next year, you'll, you'll have a child. And she did. But her first um, response was, please don't lie to me. Now I'm having to go from memory. I don't have my notes in front of me from yesterday. But she says, please don't lie to me. Please don't tell me. Don't, don't tell me that, that I'm going to have a child that, and then it not happen. Friends, God's word, God's promises are true. He cannot lie. He's not going to send us someone, a man or a woman of God, that gives us a message. He's not going to, well, I don't like the way you did that, so I'm going to take it back. God's not like that. So the Shumanite woman goes on, and she, she has a son. Time passes. The son starts complaining of a headache. So she holds him. She goes back to back to their house. The the son and the the daddy had been out in the fields working and so she takes the son back in the house and she holds holds this child, this her son. She holds him in her lap. I'm sure I can just see him sitting in a chair and his head is laid up on her shoulder. And you know, is he saying, Mama? Mama, please, please make the pain stop. Please, Mama, my head. And I'm sure in turn, she's, she is crying out to God. Lord, you sent me this child. Please heal my baby. But what happened? He died in her arms. And before she got pregnant, Eli would come through the the town, the village that they lived in, and she had told the Shumanite woman had told her husband, "Let's let's build him a room where we can we can host him when he comes through town. He needs a place that he can have a bed and um, 
a, you know, a place just so he can come and relax. So they built that place, and he would come and he would stay there when he was in the area. So the Shumanite woman, Scripture says that she she picked the child up and went to the prophet's room and laid this child on the prophet's bed, this man of God, this mouthpiece for the Lord. She lays this child on his bed. She goes and she tells her servants, get me a donkey. I've, I've, I've got to go. Well, what's wrong? Everything's fine. Moms, how many times do we do we tell people everything's fine? I'm good. I'm fine. Everything's good. And we're just we're dying on the inside. So she goes and she finds Eli. And she said, I, I need you. My, my child has died. So to make a long story short, the prophet comes back and lays on top of him. Scripture says nose to nose, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes. And then his, his body starts to get warm. And he walks around and I'm sure he's he's really listening to God. Lord, I need you to, what is my next step? I don't, this child's life is in my hands. This mother is looking to me to, to bring her child back to life. And God gave him specific instructions. And it said, the boy sneezed seven times and got up. But it took the Shumanite woman, this mother, it took her persistence to see things happen like this. She could have easily, oh, I'm not going to have a baby. Well, if that's what you think, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Life and death's in the power of the tongue. You say you're not, then okay. And she's like, okay, let it be. And then she gets this child, this promised child to her, and he dies. No, Lord, that's not what, that's not what you told me. Do you think that the Shumanite woman, she found her strength as she was riding that donkey from her house to the town that the prophet was in? My tea kettle would have been screaming by the time I got there. My water would be so hot. Because as mothers, we will lay our life down for our children. I know I would mine, and we lost a child. I had a miscarriage just about two weeks before our first anniversary, and I was—I guess I was about three and a half, four months along. And then about six or seven months later, I found out I was pregnant again. And um, that September, we we had a, a little boy, and I just. I would have exchanged to keep him alive. I would have exchanged my life for his. 
That's how much. And I had just given birth to him. But that's how much I loved him. And this mother would have done the same thing. And I think any any of us mothers will, would. But the longer we face life's difficult seasons, when we put our faith in God, the stronger we will become. Friends, mamas, God is so good. And He wants to be that good, good Father to us. We can't do everything on our own. We're just, we, we can't, we think we're, we're superhuman. And, but in reality, we've got to have God in our life. We've, we've got to, to let Him be a part of our life. I think about Hannah. Hannah pressed into God even in the midst of her pain when her life was difficult. Hannah had a broken heart. I've had a broken heart. After we had TJ, that was with my second pregnancy. About two years later, I found out I was pregnant again. And I was sick the whole pregnancy. And at 28 weeks, I woke up one morning, thankfully, my husband had overslept for work. And I woke up and I literally thought I had peed in the bed. And so I jumped up. It was about 4.30 in the morning. And I jumped up and ran to the bathroom, turned the light on. And I was covered in blood. And so my husband, I hollered for him, and he called for my dad to come get TJ, who was, I guess he was about 18 months at the time. And we took off. The the closest hospital that delivered babies was an hour south of us, and my husband called and told him, you know, that we were coming, and, they got they got me there at shift change six o'clock that morning, and uh, it took them eleven minutes from the time I got there, which I don't remember anything. I had passed out. Um, I don't know if it was due to blood loss or pain or just scared. I'm, I I don't know. I don't I I just I don't rem- I remember getting in the car and I remember going about ten miles down the interstate. And the doctor, my doctor come out and told my husband, um, you know, if you have a, a minister, a pastor, some family, you probably need to call them because I don't know if either one of them can be saved. So my husband made some phone calls and the baby was sent to another hospital across town, same town, just across town to, um, neonatal ICU and I was given several blood transfusions and um, Andrew didn't make it. He lived three days on life support and even though 
I don't remember seeing him. They said they brought him to me or they showed me um, him after they delivered. I don't remember it. But I would have gave my life to save his. And so here, you know, me and my husband, 24 years old, and we're having to make funeral arrangements and have a funeral for our our baby. So I know what heartache is, like Hannah. I know that broken heart. In Isaiah 53, verses 3, 4, and 5, it, it promises us that when Jesus went to the cross, it, was, it wasn't just for salvation, but it was for healing. It was for deliverance of drugs, any addictions, delivered from depression, anxiety, fear, deliverance from anything. And he, he took our shame. He, he took that. He was broken so we wouldn't have to live with a broken heart. It's been 26 years. And I still, you know, wonder what, what would Andrew look like? You know, would he have dark hair like his daddy? TJ's got a reddish brown color hair like like I do. His complexion is like mine. Fair. I just wonder, would Andrew look like, like Tony? But I have to remember that he's with Jesus, and one day I'll see him again. I have that hope. So as mothers, we're faced with the happy, the sad, the the hurting, the heartbreak, disappointments. But friends, as long as we keep our faith in Jesus, the Lord promises us that if we will train up those children in the way they should go, and that's having Jesus in their heart, they might they might veer off the path, but they're going to come back. And that right there gives us gives us hope. And as I shared with the ladies yesterday, or actually it was the entire entire congregation, but. Um, being Mother's Day, you know, this was kind of talking to the ladies and the men just, they got to set in on it. But we have so much hope. We have so much, so many promises to look forward to. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was actually coming into the town and this man comes up to him and interrupts him and he says help me my daughter has just died i need you to come to to my house and put her hand upon upon her where she will live again 
But then as Jesus got his disciples up to, to, okay, well, let's go this way. A woman come in from the crowd and stretched her hand out in faith and touched. She said, if I can just get to the fringe of his robe, if I can just get to the hem of that garment, the Passion Translation says, if she could just touch his prayer shawl, She wanted to touch the tassel. She wanted to touch that fringe. And tassels are symbolic of God's promises. We're told in Numbers that as Moses is leading the the children of Israel, he tells them to make tassels and put them on the corners of their garment. And then tie a blue thread in the tassels. And every time you look at that tassel, you're going to look up on it and you're going to remember the commandments of the Lord. You're going to remember the promises. So, Mama, I don't know if life is smelling great like roses or if you feel life is just a bunch of thorns, I ask if you'll go read Isaiah 53, 3-5. Read it in different translations. Look those words up. Because whatever you're facing, Jesus has paid for it on the cross. I want to share with you that as mothers like no other, we can reach out for that tassel for our children, for our grandchildren, their children, just like the lady with the issue of blood did. She knew where her answer was for her health need. When TJ and Amber was walking through infertility, I had this fascination with tassels, and I didn't even know that that's what they meant. And I just started, I was just like drawn to these tassels. Tassels on a necklace, tassels that you put here and there. I was just, I ordered a whole, I don't remember how many, a hundred or two hundred, I don't remember how many it was. I saw them on Amazon. I'm like, I've got to have those tassels. And they come in and I mean, I was, I had, there was all different colors, red and yellow and purple and pink, black, silver. I mean, beautiful tassels. My husband comes in from work and he says, my goodness, what are you, what are those? What, what are you doing with them? I said, I have no idea. I found them on Amazon and I just had to order them. And then I learned just recently that those tassels are symbolic of God's promises. So one of the things that I made the women at church was a bookmark. And it, they, they were five or six of them. They were different. And 
I had I laminated them and my husband cut them out and I punched holes in them and I added a tassel to it. And I told him, I said, no matter what you're going through, if it's with your children, if it's with their children, it doesn't matter if, if it's a newborn that won't sleep through the night or if it's your 60 or 70 year old son or daughter, you reach out for that tassel and you pray for them. You find some scriptures and you stand on them regarding your children, regarding their children. Because even as, as moms and maybe they don't even live in the house with us, they're still our children. They're still our responsibility to pray for them. Friends, God is so good. And He has given us a special, special gift. And that's to, to feel new life living on the inside of us when, when we're pregnant, when we're, we're growing and nurturing and, and taking care of that baby that's, that's in that secret place in our womb. We can feel his kicks. We can feel their, their tumbles and they can hear our heartbeat. They know our sound. They know our, that's my mama's voice. And I just, there's nothing better. Our little granddaughter that we pray so hard for. She's 17 months old now. And when um, Amber found out she was pregnant, we had been, you know, in faith. Uh, talking about grandparent names, and from the, from the beginning, my husband says, "Well, I want to be called Pop," and I really wanted to be called Big Mama, but Amber's like, "No, ma'am, I I I don't think so," and I said, "Well, okay." So we went through several names, and I finally, I'm like, "I like Lolly." So I've been trying to get Cadison to say Lolly, and she just look at me and she'd try to say it but she just couldn't she couldn't make it she couldn't make her mouth do what mine did you know when she was looking at me like how did you do that and i said sweet girl you don't worry about it you can just call me b my little niece that's what she calls me as aunt b so tj and amber they've been They've been, you know, working with her to get her, and she could say B. So I'm just like, I'm over the moon. I'll always be her lolly, but she can call me B or whatever she wants to call me. And yesterday on the way to church, TJ sent me a Snapchat, and it was, it was a video that I would not take all the money in the world for. Because he said, who's, who's that? Who's that? And she said, baby. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So that right there 
just makes me press into prayer so much more. Not only as a mother, but a grandmother. Because I had the ability to make an impact on TJ's life. I could either build him up and encourage him, or I could destroy him with my words. And I wasn't the perfect parent. I, I, I did the best I could, and he's turned out to be an amazing daddy. So I, I feel like, you know, I done something right as a mom. And now, 50 years old and, you know, the 17-month-old little baby, precious, precious little girl. It's like I, I, I see where I, I failed with TJ and Cadison Lolly or BB. She never wants to fail you. I'm going to keep reaching out for that tassel, sweet girl. I'm going to... I'm going to pray for you and, and your future and, and your future spouse and your future friends and your future children. But I can't quit praying for TJ and Amber. But that's just a mama's heart. That's just the mama's love. Because we're going to pray. We're going to intercede. We're going to, we're going to seek God's face with if it's just nothing but tears, we'll do what we have to do. We can't meet the needs, spiritual needs, or, you know, we might can meet some, some financial needs or um, physical needs that, that TJ and Amber might have. But God can, He can do all of it. And it's just amazing that he lets us take a part in life that is so amazing, being a mama. And I know that there might be some, some women or you might be um, a mama to, to, to a son or a daughter and they're walking through infertility. There'll be a show coming up, and that's what we're going to talk about. I'm writing a book now talking about infertility. and But God is so good, and He wants to bless us, and He wants to bless you more than you could even wrap your head around. So I just pray that you keep reaching out for that tassel, that you keep that tassel before you at all times and that you when you when you think about it oh this is getting too hard you remember that tea bag you remember just get you a visual well I have a teapot and it's on the stove and and you think about putting that tea bag in just just some water just tap water and you go back in two minutes and you know the eyes on but the water's not hot yet, so the tea bag hasn't hasn't done anything. But once it 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 runs its course, and once it it stays to the fire, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So the next time you're faced with a 
a trial, a stumbling block, a struggle. Just remember, you get stronger the longer you stay the course. The, 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 the longer that you press into prayer. Your prayers will get stronger. Your faith will get stronger. Your love for your children. And, and you think, well, I love them so much. I can't love them anymore. Yes, you can. Because you're going to start seeing them through the Father's eyes. And you're going to see how He wants to bless them. And it's more than we could even imagine. So, mamas, we're all on the same team. We're all, we're all in this together. Let's cheer each other on. Let's, let's help one another be able to get stronger and stronger. I appreciate your time. And if you have enjoyed this podcast or um, another one of the, the podcasts, podcasts that you've listened to uh, with Let's Have Tea, could you leave me a, a review? And if you think that, hey, so-and-so would like this, would you share it? You can share it to social media or just the... Um, the address that links me back to, to this account. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Until next time, let's have tea.